Hey friends, welcome to the Take Back Your Territory podcast. My name is Lindsay. This is episode four and its title is Taking Off the Old Self, part one. There is much research out there that states most resolutioners don't make it past January 17th with their New Year's goals. I used to be the person that didn't even make it to January 3rd before giving way to old habits. We could sum up these so-called failures to not having a big enough why, not finding the right diet plan, or making our goals and resolutions too lofty. We can also chalk them up to being caught up in emotion while making the decision to change and the key factor of external motivation had long passed, leaving our resolve to be like drops in the ocean. I've noticed that most of my own resolutions have been fear-based. I was afraid that I would not be loved at a certain weight, afraid that I would be left behind by the crowd, afraid that they would grow and I would stay the same. I was also afraid that this new year would be just as mediocre as the past 12 months. Looking back on the years past, we seem to sum them up in wins, losses, achievements, and downfalls. We find something we did, scrutinize it, and try to make it better so that our outcome will change. Or we scrap it all together, toss it out the window, and look for something new to take on. 2021 was the first new year I didn't sit down with a notebook and planner to drill sergeant my way into building, growing, and changing myself to fit an idea of what a good me would do. I greeted the calendar, turning its page with the very same mindset I had in all the days, weeks, and months past. I am doing my very best. The person that showed up to the come to Jesus moments I intended with my big pen and new planner was always a person of critique and ridicule. It's the same person that refused to be satisfied with my finishing time in a race. The same person that dishes out shame to make me strive after change. The facts are that every decision I make has been rooted and grounded in prayer. Sure, I hear wrong, I get in the way, but 99% of the time I follow my peace and the leading of the Holy Spirit. Every step I take within a race is purposeful and intentional. I have trained myself to know by feeling and breath my different paces. I have learned how to remove the feelings of fatigue within my legs and other body parts at miles 10, 20, and even mile 30. I use my mouth to tell the accidental lactic buildup that it does not dictate my finishing this race and that I am feeling fresh. By the end of a race, I look at my time and I'm often dismayed, dissatisfied, and disenchanted by my performance. But the fact is, I did my very best. 
During every run, I check in with myself and my body and ask, can I give more? Can I push more here? What do I need to do to finish strong? You see, I am not the one that hobbles herself to the finish line, that gives it all out there, no matter the blow up, no matter the cost. I am the one that always finishes strong, that maybe could have gone a little harder, that maybe could have pushed myself a little bit more. But from experience, I hold back. And maybe there's a little bit of fear in there too. My training shows off my capability and I don't always go hard in training, maybe once or twice a week. I train alone, I lift alone, and I have learned to go slow, to go fast. It is paid off, but staying just under the lactic line is where I like to run because I know I will be able to finish strong. Holding that line for 26 or more miles is not easy, but it is a must for me to be able to finish strong and make it back to the car. I could blow myself up in a 5K, 10K, or even a 10-mile race. The repercussions are not as bad. But blowing up during a marathon or more sounds excruciating, and there is no joy in that kind of suffering. You see, I have learned the difference between running out of fear and running within the confines of joy. Learning your pace and training, finding your reasons for doing it, and keeping tied to the tension between joy and suffering will allow you to run strong, finish well, and still be able to say, I did my very best. Every step, every mile, every race, to heck with the time. Looking back, races that I can remember I see this is where I conquered that insane peak that I had to climb. This is where I fell and got back up. This is where I could have given up. This is where I didn't think I would make it. And this is where I decided that no matter what, I was going to finish and finish strong. Wisdom is far greater than my glory and pride and can take me much farther than the viewpoint of winning. We don't look back and see all the steps we get or see all the steps we took to get to the end. We often only see the timestamp and rank. We don't always see the hardships we overcame with grace, the miracles and the mundane, and the sacrifices it took to, the get, to get to the finish line. Today, instead of white-knuckling it and starting out this new year frustrated, I challenge you to look back in the past and place some well-meaning flags in your dirt. This is where I shut my mouth and didn't try to get my way. This is where I stood up for something or someone that I believe in. This is where I chose joy instead of heartache. This is where I suffered well. 
This is where God showed up. This is what I learned. Most of us are doing our very best. Even the ones still caught in a cycle that can't find their way out. Even the ones blind to the chaos they create within their lives and the lives around them. So as you look back today, at yesterday, at last year, and at your life, as you put the flags in the dirt and remember, grace to you today and grace to you tomorrow as you do your very best.